1: Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone Radio TV Show with Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our worldwide family of broadcast affiliates. If you have a question for Rob McConnell or his guest, or if you've had a paranormal experience, call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 0 or email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, our one address is xzoneradiotv. one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash
0: the monster mash
1: it was a graveyard smash he did the mash he caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster mash and welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next oh, four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The X Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, and of course, the X Zone Broadcast Network. Now, if you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you, 724 365, on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And you can always find us anywhere online and all the social media sites at X Radio TV. And for email, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com. Well, this is Halloween month, and uh, this is going to be a Halloween like we have never seen before, because I don't know if Halloween is going to happen. Uh, You know, because of the COVID situation that is uh, running rampant now, not only in the United States, but up here in Canada, It's just going to be interesting, so please, there is one message I like to give at the beginning of every show. Maintain social distancing and follow the health guidelines of your government officials no matter where you are. Wow. Tonight's show, we're going to be speaking to Brett Karsten. He is the casual psychic, and uh, first of all, he's in Los Angeles, California. He also has a YouTube channel, Casual Psychic, and that's on YouTube. Joining me now is the one and only Casual Psychic. Brett Karst and Brett walked to the Exxon.
0: Hey, happy Halloween!
1: And a happy Halloween <laughs> to you too. I love your costume. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> this is how it normally looks. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're you're a man of all yes. seasons. Yes, yes. Brett, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got. Uh, what what was your what was your reason for becoming a uh, the casual psychic?
0: Well, um, I'm a I'm a psychic medium, and the the way I kind of became the casual psychic is um, probably like a lot of your listeners, because you aren't drawn into the X zone, into the paranormal. You aren't drawn into that just happenstance, typically. Typically, mm-hmm. you have some sort of experience. Yeah. So when I was a little kid, I would have um experiences with the paranormal we lived in haunted houses i had spirits come to me looking for help i didn't know what was going on but this all happened when i was really young and i mean i ended up sleeping with a flashlight and i had a camera with me and this is all at like eight or nine years old and it wasn't until i became an adult that Mm -hmm. i looked back and it was like oh, wait a second. Yeah, I've been a psychic medium my whole life, and I didn't really understand what was going on. And so I've always followed the paranormal and been interested in, you know, if I go on a trip and I Mm -hmm. find out, oh, there's a haunted room, I'll stay in that room, because that seems interesting. Or if I'm going somewhere and there's an area where supposedly Bigfoot has been seen, I'm there, you know. So uh, that's, that's kind of kind of my my life up to this point. And then um, I just, I had something happen and I blew wide open with my mediumship abilities.
1: Now, is there a difference between a psychic and a medium?
0: Yes, there is. Um, basically, well, a lot of people like to think there is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what is it? Uh, mediums basically you're talking with the other side. We're working as a medium between the spirit world or, uh, whatever entities are over there and this world. And so we're receiving information from them. Um, with a psychic, you're basically, um, getting information from, um, not other beings or you're, uh, you're picking up on energies or pick picking up on information that way. And, um, i i am a psychic medium i can do i can do both i Mm -hmm. think everybody basically can Um, i think if you are connecting with the other side as a psychic you're still getting information from uh, beings on the other side and i think when you're a medium you're also picking up on psychic energy and you're feeling the environment or feeling the room you know and so i think they go hand in hand Um, casual psychic I chose that because it's better than casual medium. That sounds like clothing size. Yeah, it does, you yeah. Know?
1: So. <laughs> you know, it's like driving to McDonald's and asking for a, um, you know, a casual medium burger and fries, I guess.
0: What was it hey, like? If I if I do really well, I'll have uh, McDonald's doing a casual <laughs> casual uh, no, it's still casual psychic. Right? There there you go. Okay, sorry.
1: What was it like the very first time that you realized that you were actually communicating with the other side?
0: um when i was about eight years old i had a woman in spirit come to me and it basically overwhelmed all of my senses and i didn't know what was happening but this woman came to me and she's trying to get my help and i think that she had died on this windy road that was kind of behind our house and i think she came to get help and saw that i was just kind of freaked out about the whole. Thing and started to cry and so she she left me alone and so that was my first experience with that kind of thing and then um later on like as an adult um i would do i was doing paranormal investigation with groups um i this is like when ghost hunters came out that show mm-hmm. that was like the first show to come out and they kind of made it into a like quasi-scientific Um, pursuit. And they used, they tried to use tools, and they tried to debunk things. And it was like, wow, I've been doing this whole thing all my life. And so I ended up working with different paranormal groups. And I became really involved with using an audio recorder. That's my thing. I love that. And I've always been into audio and video. And so um, using an audio recorder was great. And I would get EVPs or electronic voice phenomena. And that is, um, basically picking up, uh, spirit voices or unknown voices on, um, audio. And it's often unintentional. And, um, when you're doing investigating, Mm -hmm. you start trying to ask the spirits if they'll talk on your recorder and they always would for me. And so, I was doing that and then uh, the groups I was working with they would bring in psychics to work with them and I was always curious about everything going on and so I'd talk to them and go oh what are you doing and they would tell me and I would do it and I could do anything that they could do uh anything that the psychics or the mediums could do and so um I I slowly was shifting shifting over and I get, I get uh, communication that I get telepath. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. I get telepathically, and um, it'll correspond with the EVPs that I I end up hearing later when I play back the audio. Because you don't hear the you don't hear the EVPs, you don't hear the spirit voices um, at the time, but somehow they imprint their voice in the audio file. And you listen later and you can hear it. And a lot of times those will coincide with the conversation I'm having with the spirit uh, telepathically.
1: Do Do you have any idea how it works? Because being in the audio industry myself, I have a hard time understanding how something you cannot hear registers on either a digital track or an analog track.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it is it is way out there and it happens. And I've got really good EVPs that are talking about really strange things. They're talking about heaven. They're talking about um, you name it, whatever is going on at the time. And it's very, very unusual. It wouldn't be something that would be picked up um, somehow through radio waves Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. And the way I think it works, is I think that the other side has a whole lot of control over um, time and space or um, they they can change things. And so I've listened to EVPs and they have said one thing at one time and multiple people have heard it and then I'll play it again and it is saying something else. And it's obviously something else. Um, and there would be no mistake with uh, what these things are, Bridget, yeah, like yeah, subtle Bridget, whispers or uh-huh. or whatever, where you can't really understand. These are things where everybody will say it, they're hearing the same thing.
1: Brad, in your opinion, so, in, in your opinion as a paranormal investigator, do the spirits on the other side want to communicate with those living on this side, or is it? The, is the fact of the matter is that we're basically interrupting them when we try to communicate with them
0: I, you know i I think it can go both ways. Um, usually they want to talk to me, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's because I have um, my guides trying to help them in whatever whatever the way they can, and right. they're just interested in, in me and my my entourage of guides. Mm-hmm um or if they're eager to talk to anybody who who will um listen or will give them a voice Um, one thing that one thing that came up this is a couple weeks ago um i got a message of um no physical evidence from from somebody on the other side and there was a little bit of an argument there and somebody said no he has permission so i have permission to get evidence um but for for years i've been been communicating with the other side and they are really reluctant to uh, interact with us or communicate with us in a way where it ends up um, giving us some sort of evidence seems like a cop-out but they've got some sort of rules over there and another rule i've got that i haven't heard anybody else talk about is um not using names all right let's talk that about that too. because
1: i've got to take a commercial break right now so please stand by Exonation donation yeah. our guest this hour is brett karstens and if you'd like to find out more about brett you can go to his website which is casualpsychic.com that's www.casualpsychic.com or visit him on youtube just search casual psychic this is the Exon. i am rob mcconnell This is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And Brent and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. This is The X-Zone. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Our guest this hour is Brett Karstens. He is the casual psychic. Visit his website, casualpsychic.com. And also on YouTube, just go to YouTube and put in his name. Very simple, casual psychic. Brett, you're telling us that uh, apparently there is a rule from the other side and that nobody seems to talk about. So let's talk about it here right now.
0: Okay. So yeah, there's a, it, it seems like there's a, a rule about whether or not spirits are allowed to give us evidence. Mm. And I think it's, I think this comes down from heaven. It's an order from heaven or an order from God or, you know, whatever, however you want to, however you want to look at the, uh, the force that's mm-hmm. running things. And, um, and, and, I say that because I work with angels also, and so the angels will tell spirits that they, ha- they have permission to speak with me. Um, and everybody's always like, "Oh, there's a camera. You know, turn off your camera." And they're trying to s- remain off of camera. So far, they've been pretty successful. You get very few, uh, very few video videos of uh, spirits. So, so what is the di- what spirits. is the
1: difference between a spirit and a ghost?
0: Um, I think ghosts are basically living here on earth, living here in this kind of alongside Mm -hmm. of this dimension. Spirits are, everybody's a spirit. Everybody's got a spirit. Everybody is that, that being, but spirits tend to cross over and they'll go up to heaven or go to the next place. And I think there are probably lots of options when I'm saying God and I'm saying uh heaven mm-hmm. it's I think it's it's based on my just living in a Western society where christianity is is um more popular, and so, my angels kind of have have pushed me more in that mm-hmm. direction than any other any other direction so that's how I talk about it and that's how they tend to talk
1: about it so would you say um, that one I, zone? philosophical religious beliefs would would have a profound effect on the ability to communicate with those on the other side or to interact with spirits and angels
0: um i think you have to be open to it i Mm -hmm. think that's the that's the only thing you have to be open to it and willing to trust and willing to believe it's happening and it's it's really difficult to trust this stuff until you start to have experiences that validate it. And, you know, this is something happening that is, you know, 100% makes you believe that there is something going
1: on on the other side, or you are communicating with spirits. So what would you say that your, what would you say that your specialty is?
0: Um, I do a lot of cleansing and clearing and working with, um, like working with spirit rescue and doing healing type of things. I can communicate with spirits fine. I really love to get involved with teaching and um, investigations and stuff, but I think I'm really good at um, cleansing and clearing and spirit rescue.
1: What is And a spir- I can do
0: that with people or mm-hmm. locations.
1: So what is a spirit rescue? Is that a spirit who's in trouble who wants to get out of the situation he's in? She's yeah, that's
0: yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, when we die, we Mm -hmm. we move out of our body and we become a spirit or a ghost. I i pretty much call everybody spirits because it's just um, it's a temporary thing if you're a ghost because you're eventually going to move on and move up, you're moving to your next place, and so. Sometimes spirits will cross over, mm-hmm. and you don't—they don't know that they've—they've they've died, or they don't realize it, or they're unaccepting of it, or they're in such a deep emotional funk or mental space that they just can't push themselves to go into the light, to move beyond where they are, and so um, these can be. These can also be people who feel like they weren't pious enough and they're afraid of going into the light. They don't know what to expect there. And so with spirit rescue, Mm -hmm. I think it's I've got angels with me a lot of times or they'll show up when there are spirits that need help. And I'm I just look kind of like a normal guy and I talk like a normal guy. I'm casual. Right.
1: Of course. So.
0: I'm approachable. And so these spirits are going to be able to listen to me and I can explain that like you're going to be okay. This is where you're going. If you're Mm -hmm. sick, if you need help, you know, there are places where they can help you once you get over, once you cross over into heaven. okay, okay. so so let's say
1: let's say you find a spirit that needs to be rescued. How do you do it?
0: Um, I will basically talk to them and talk to them about, okay, okay. Connect with, connect with the angels, you know, talk to the angels Mm -hmm. and get their, get their help. And what I'm trying to do is um, at least say that you're okay to move over. It's, it's just giving them the assurances that it's okay. And that's usually enough. And Mm. I, I have, I've had a couple of experiences where I've gotten to watch a spirit kind of cross over into the light and a portal of light will open up. And I watched this over somebody's shoulder. This was the most, the uh, brightest one. Um, this dishwasher, this guy or
1: mm-hmm. he wasn't
0: a dishwasher. He worked in a restaurant and he had, he had died and apparently his family had died also. And he was in this restaurant, and he was angry, and he would bang things around. And the, uh, the people that worked in the restaurant had actually asked me to look into it. So I found out that there was this guy that used to work there, and he had lost his family and felt horrible. And he was just in such a deep, deep sorrow, and he couldn't get out of it. He just – and he was stuck there, and, he, and I mean stuck in this emotional state. Um, and I basically kind of talked to him and was asking, what are you doing here? And he told me, and, you know, I was overcome with his sorrow Mm -hmm. and his emotion. And then, um, I was kind of telling him, you know, you can move on. And suddenly a, a portal of light opens up and he starts looking towards this portal. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I was elated. I was totally blissed out. Um, right before then I was crying because of the sorrow that I felt for this guy. And then I was crying with, with utter, utter bliss and happiness. And there's this white light and it's like a hallway and I could see generations of his family, just generations lining this hallway going down. And I got to watch him go into this hallway and then I lost it and I couldn't, I couldn't see anymore. And, um, I mean, I was, I was useless for the rest of the day, just with, um, giggling at the, this feeling I had just from seeing over somebody's shoulder as they went into the light. And, um, I've heard, I've heard, uh, folks on the other side talking about going up to heaven and they talk about going up and so. You know, I, there's no doubt in my mind that it is an okay place to go and everybody's welcome there. The love that poured out of there,
1: it was, it was incredible. So as a point of reference, can we say that what you experience, especially with this last example you gave us of rescuing the, the beam yeah. of light and so on, can we use the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze as a, as a comparison Oh, you know, that was a really
0: good movie. I can't remember what what it looked like with the going into the light, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they got it pretty close because I feel like a lot of the movie was was, was pretty neat and pretty accurate. Um, I don't know about the bad guys, how the bad guys worked or any of that stuff, but um, yeah, the spirits being around us mm-hmm. and stuff, so that, when, when that, so that fits.
1: When somebody comes to see you as a medium, has there ever been a time when you've tried to communicate with the other side and nothing?
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a that is a really funny thing because once I start my reading, mm-hmm. once I start my session with somebody, the things that happen in that session um are really part of the reading. And so I've it took me a while to figure out this kind of thing happens or it's only happened a couple times, but I go to communicate with somebody and it's like, they aren't stepping forward. Mm. I can tell there's somebody there, but they aren't coming forward. And it starts to come out that that is absolutely their personality. And eventually we end up coaxing them out and they come out and like that, the, the not showing up for the reading is exactly who that person was exactly the personality, mm-hmm. exactly the way they would deal with their loved one right here.
1: So when you're doing um, a reading, is it? are there any basic rules that that you need to follow? Are there any questions that are not permitted? Or is all fair when it comes to asking the other side? It's dependent <laughs> on whether the other side wants to answer or not.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you put it right. Uh, I can ask whatever I want. Mm-hmm. They're you know, it's the other side they're 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 real people and they're just like we are. So um with my my attitude and approach are casual, but my we in practice I'm very passionate and professional and you know, I I very serious about it. So with my attitude, they know me. They already get an idea of who I am. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask the question, and if they don't feel comfortable answering, they don't have to. Um, you know, they're, they're just as real as we are, if not, if not more real. Has they there, talk about us like we're in a sleep. So,
1: <laughs> Has there ever been a time when somebody's asked a question of you to ask to the other side? You've asked the question, And the answer comes back and you just don't want to relay the information to the person for one reason or another.
0: Um, You know what? Psychics and mediums have to, we have a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I go and I, if I go and I see a medium or a psychic and they tell me something, I, that, I take that to heart and that lives with me for years. Really? I mean, because it's something... It's something very unique that mm-hmm. comes from the other side. And so a lot of times if somebody's coming to me, this is their experience with the other side. And so I want to be very careful and very cautious with how I present a message. Um because we sometimes sometimes we're given we're we're shown exactly what the thing is, exactly what the message is, or we're told the precise words to use with the message. And then other times it's like playing charades and I don't want to get charades wrong and tell somebody something and have them take it to heart where it's like, okay, this is me not understanding what the spirit is trying to tell me. Um, Usually they're pretty right on. And if they're showing me, you know, showing me a red Mm -hmm. rose or whatever um, I don't really go into Um, I don't have like a book of symbols that I use with my, with my guides and with the other side, like a lot of mediums do. Um, I, I just see a red rose and I'll take it as, okay, I'm seeing a red rose and it might be that a red rose means something very specific to this person or, um, I'm kind of rambling and going in circles here, but all right, just give us a sec. We'll give <laughs> I you. A, hope I'm answering your question. I'll give
1: you a couple of seconds here to regroup yourself as we take this commercial break. And explanation. If you'd like to find out more about our special guest this hour, the casual psychic, the one and only Brett Karstens, visit him online at casualpsychic.com, or check out his YouTube channel. Just put in the search engine "casual psychic." We'll be back. Don't go away. and welcome back. Brett uh, Karstens is our special guest. He is the casual psychic. His website is carl, I'm sorry, casualpsychic.com and on YouTube, his YouTube channel is casual psychic. First of all, Brett, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, can can the psych, can the spirits on the other side actually predict the future or can they only tell certain things that will affect certain people?
0: That is an excellent question. <laughs> Um, you know, I've had, when I tune into the other side, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'll ask questions. I'll, I have uh, viewers, and they'll ask me questions to ask the other side. And with the, um, with the pandemic, but right as that was kicking off here in the U.S., and I guess the <laughs> North American continent, um, I had them asking certain questions. And I have a lot of spirits and a lot of guides around me Mm -hmm. at any, any given moment. And it's hard for me to differentiate who I'm hearing, giving the answer. Spirits, uh, they don't necessarily have a whole lot more information than we do on things. Um, they definitely have a wider perspective because they can see, they can see a whole lot more than we can. Um, but they don't necessarily know exactly what's going to come up in the future. Now, with angels, I think they've got a little bit more information than the spirits do. And they can, they can kind of update me and keep me informed on things. And so, like, all of, all of 2019, every time I would go in a dollar store or 99-cent store, mm-hmm. I was picking up face masks. They had me picking up face masks, and I'd pick up a bunch of masks and throw them in the cart. And hand sanitizer. And so I just, I loaded up all 2019 with, with uh, these face masks and I had no idea what it was for. I didn't, it didn't occur to me that anything was happening at the time, but it's like, okay, that was the other side telling me or influencing me at least that something was coming around the corner where we would all need to be wearing uh, protective masks. So when, somebody, so, yeah. so when somebody
1: goes to speak to you and to get a reading or a communication with the other side, what kind of basic questions do they ask?
0: Um, you know, it, it really depends on the person. A lot of times people come to see me um, because they have some sort of block or they have mm-hmm. some sort of issue that they need dealt with. And um, how I do it is I, I basically took, take a look at them, and I see them kind of as a silhouette. And this is over, over the phone, through texting, or in person. I can look at them and see them as a silhouette. And I'll start to see things around them. And I will um, initially, I want to do that before they ask questions. Because I want to see if I'm getting to the point, getting to any of the points, or taking care of anything that they're having trouble with before they can ask me about it. Cause that kind of ensures ensures to them that I know what's what's going on and I, am giving them good information. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll pull pull interesting things mm-hmm. out of their, their field or, uh, what's around them. And, mm-hmm. and then we ask questions and they're usually, um, more direct questions about these things before a reading. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to know anything about the person, about mm-hmm. the place, I want to know very little information because the more information I know, the more my mind can get in the way and like kind of create a narrative or something. So
1: how less you, is more. With, less is more usually yeah. is in life, isn't it? What is it like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you know when you're contacting the other side that you're actually contacting the right person?
0: Um that one is really difficult um with if i'm trying to contact a specific person for mm-hmm. somebody uh there'll be a lot of validation and a lot of very personal information that i won't have known and um you know i know skeptics might be out there like oh you know you find out their name and you yeah. google them and you do all this stuff it's like i don't have the <laughs> I'm too lazy to do anything like that. I just (laughs) listen to the spirits and they tell me, they tell me information. And like one of my favorites was um, this was actually in some class that I took from somebody uh, or I was working with them or something, but um, they wanted a demonstration. And so I started talking to somebody and this was all blindfolded. I didn't even see the person or whatever, but I'm like, Oh yeah, you had, You know, I feel like your grandfather is here, and he's showing me this big car, and he's showing me that you guys would pack in, and it was like the whole family would pack in, and this was Mm -hmm. after church on Sunday. And you would go, and you would go somewhere like Sizzler, and it was everybody going to Sizzler, and I don't know if it was Sizzler. And, you know, they, I take the blindfold off, and they're crying, and they're like, yeah, that was Sizzler, and it was his... (laughs) his uh, 65 you know whatever and it's like that's something that there's no way i could know anything about that and that was that was the big thing with grandfather so so like i love that validation
1: why do you wear a mask or a blindfold i'm sorry why do you wear a blindfold
0: um oh this was this was just for a, a some sort of demonstration in a class oh i see this wasn't yeah um sometimes Sometimes i 'll close my eyes because it, mm-hmm. it's easier to um, like pick up images in my head or see things um, that way i don't i usually don't close my eyes, but you yeah. see me see me kind of blank out in my stare or you know I'm just kind of not um, my attention is very split so let, 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 maybe, let me ask you something
1: let me ask you something you seem like a very down-to-earth person. You seem like you're a very compassionate person. What is it like for you, being who you are, when somebody sits in front of you and the communication on the other side is with a child that's been lost? How does that affect you?
0: Um, it's, that one's really tough. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's heartbreaking and really warming and rewarding all at the same time. Uh, because somebody gets to see that their child is still there, their child has has carried on. They're still there, they're still around, and they're usually with family members. Um, they're being taken care of, and they're watching out for the people. And so, um, you know, it's it's a reassurance that you're going to be together with your child again. What um, ha- It sucks that you you had to go through sure. such such a horrible time you know when you lost the child but you will be reunited
1: having had the experiences that you've had with the other side have you ever asked them what happens when we die what happens at the moment uh, of death
0: um you know they i've i've kind of gotten that information without having to ask it directly um when like when we die, mm-hmm. and this is from my own experiences and own things I've heard from the other side, and then also in talking with other mediums, um, when we die, like right before we die, usually we're we're pulled out of the body. And we start, if it's a disease or something and we're in the hospital, or it's a slower kind of transition, mm-hmm. we will begin to trans transition kind of back and forth between between the realms uh, beforehand. But if it's a car accident or something like that uh, right before the impact we're kind of pulled out and we have an angel there or family members there ready to help us uh, make the transition to the other side. And a lot of times spirits will hang out and they'll wait around and see their funeral and kind of get some sort of closure and then move, move on and go to, go to heaven. Um, and then, you Mm -hmm. know, once they get in heaven, I don't have a whole lot of information. I've, I've done some like astral travel kinds of stuff and, um, past life regression work where I've seen a little bit of, a little bit of stuff between, between lives, and in, and I guess somewhere, some administrative area in, in heaven or something like that. So, la- so let's put it. That, so, so let's I put it this way: yeah.
1: you, you get to the Golden Gates, and Saint Peter doesn't let you in.
0: Uh, I don't think that happens. You don't. I think, I yeah, I think, I think we're here on Earth mm-hmm. to to learn and develop and grow and become a bigger, better person, a better soul. And I think we also have to play roles and there are people that play the protagonist yeah. and people that play the antagonist. And sometimes, you know, somebody has to be, somebody has to yeah. play that role and it gives everybody else a whole lot of, a whole lot of opportunity to level up and, and grow. And it's it's always a struggle, and mm-hmm. it's always a tough thing. But those are the things that uh, build us and make us better, and make us make us better souls, better people.
1: Brett, based on your experiences, is reincarnation real or is reincarnation a myth?
0: Um, reincarnation is real. I am totally sure of it. I've had I've had past life regressions mm-hmm. done by other people, and I've done some myself um just going into really deep meditative states and taking myself places but i've had i've had enough experiences to see um i've seen like places between lives and then i've seen uh, multiple other lives and i've been able to uh research it and find information that i i wouldn't have known had i not um had I not been involved in it and there's there's a lot of a lot of research that supports it.
1: What happens then, Brett, if somebody comes to you for a reading? Let's say Aunt Bertha passed away fifteen, twenty years ago, but there's something that we need answered. We need that final closure with from Aunt Bertha. You caught try and contact Aunt Bertha and she's been reincarnated already. What <clears throat> happens?
0: Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent question. I knew where you were going as soon as you started with that one.
1: That's because um, you're a psychic.
0: Y- you know, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had to deal with that. I haven't run into that. And um, in talking with other mediums about mm-hmm. that, they've they've um, suggested that like souls are are split a little bit mm. and can almost almost time travel and i do know that that's possible um not not necessarily the time travel as in you know Mm -hmm. i'm moving from this time to this time but uh more of a consciousness kind of split and so they've had they've had people show up um that may have been may have already uh incarnated as somebody else.
1: All right, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Thanks for joining us tonight, Brett. It's a great pleasure talking to you. Yeah, this is fun. All right, ExoNation, our guest is the one and only Brett Carstens. He is the casual psychic. You can find him at casualpsychic.com or on his YouTube channel, Casual Psychic. Just put that in the search engine. It's Halloween time, ExoNation, all month. The month of October, ghost goblins, things that go bump in the night. And we're here Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, and other networks and affiliates right around this great big world of ours. We'll be back as we wrap up this hour with our special guest, Brett Carstens. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Brett Karsten's our guest this hour. His website casualpsychic.com and his YouTube channel is Casual Psychic. First of all, Brett, thanks very much for joining us. Great talking to you. Um, where, in your opinion, based on not only are you a medium, not only are you a psychic, not only do you do EVPs, but you also do paranormal investigations, and where has been the most haunted location? That you, Brett, have investigated.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. You know what? I think. Um, I think the places where spirits are mm-hmm. distressed is a major place where they're they're still hanging around and kind of messed up and and causing problems. And these are like prisons and mental asylums and hospitals and places where they've they've kind of had some struggle. And, um, I think old Idaho Penn, uh, that I got to, I got to go through there on one of my, one of my rides. So for my channel, I go and I do, uh, these motorcycle rides and I'll be out for like a month and I get to explore and my wife gets, lets me go do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful, but I got to stop at, uh, old Idaho Penn and that place had so much going on. There were so many spirits around, and I've got got some incredible EVPs. But uh, yeah, I think that place was probably probably one of the most haunted places. Why do Why do you uh, think
1: they hang around insane asylums or tuberculosis hospitals or mental institutions? Why, why do they keep hanging around? Why don't they just buzz off?
0: I think they get Stuck in some sort of like uh, mental or emotional hmm. place where they they kind of don't realize they can go or um, they they're they're familiar with the place and I mean as awful as, as it is and this is like a place where I, I would love to do a spirit rescue and I did did while I was there I don't know I don't know you know mm-hmm. how many folks I helped up or whatever but like at a prison or whatever, it's like, yeah, you guys served your time. You don't need to be, you know, hanging out here. And then you don't need to still have that bully kind of behavior or attitude, you know, towards the other spirits or towards anybody coming through, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You can like be done with this chapter of your life and go try to, you know, try to be a better person.
1: I've been speaking to a number of people this month uh, because of Halloween month here in the Exxon, and I'm surprised to find out, Brett, that a lot of these locations that are haunted are now charging admission to paranormal investigators.
0: Yeah, that one, you know, it's like, I get it. I was was in paranormal Mm -hmm. groups, and it's like, yeah, they're looking for a place that's supposedly haunted, to go check out and you know go have their experience and try right. to try to learn something and really expand their own their own belief system expand their paradigm and you know it, but it's it's exploiting the spirits and a lot of times it's exploiting pain i also think and it's exploiting the par- i think oh, it's yeah.
1: also exploiting the paranormal investigators because you guys do everything out of pocket
0: yeah, yeah. There's and, not a whole and, lot of and you, not a whole lot of money in paranormal investigation. You know, and, and then you um,
1: yourself, you yeah. do videos, you put them on YouTube. You basically are marketing these places, and yet they have the audacity to charge you.
0: Um, you know, what? with with a lot of the places I go, I yeah. don't, I don't do some sort of um, overnight investigation.
1: Um, so, would you say you're more of a travel guide? Hello. Places. Okay. There you so go. So I
0: don't think you have to. I don't think you have to go. Go places to um, have experiences. I think if you can, if you just open up, you're going to have experiences. Okay. But so, I would suggest don't do this mm-hmm. at your house. No. You I, don't want to. You don't want to have an experience that scares the heck out of you, where you're trying to sleep and where you have to live and everything. So and don't
1: do this at your friend's house either. So so, let me ask you, you go out to these locations where there uh, there is spirit activity. You also do readings for people and help them better understand what those on the other side are trying to, you know, communicate with them. So how do you yeah. protect yourself and your family from any negativity that may come over from the other side?
0: Um, you know what, with part of the spirit rescue work mm-hmm. and part of the cleansing and clearing stuff. I put myself out there. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think everybody can do this. I think it's, it's dangerous work and you end up dealing with all sorts of entities that are, um, that don't necessarily have your best interest Mm. at heart. And so you have to be very careful with it. And I think, um, I don't think there's any one stone or, you know, gem or talisman, or even using white light. I don't think any of these things can take take care of everybody or every possibility or um, any sort of funky energy that gets attached to you. Um, I have I have a really solid team on the other side mm-hmm. um, and angels, and um, they usually um, really take care of any issues I have or any anybody that's gonna try to follow me home.
1: A lot of people today are talking about demons. I remember years ago, I've been doing this show for thirty one years now. And yeah. over the years there's been there's been a progression, you know, whether it was first of all it was the aliens and then it was the angels and then it was the demons and once again it turned where it was aliens and then the angels and it seems we're back in the days of the demons is is evil real first of all uh
0: yeah it is um, i didn't used to believe in demons or mm-hmm. angels or any of that stuff and that was part of my part of my big big awakening where i was i was forced to open up and accept my psychic and mediumship abilities and it was because I had um, demons attack me. Oh wow! And this was something where I didn't—I didn't even believe that was a, a possibility. But I'm seeing something that looks like gargoyles, and um, so they attack me. I'm asking my guides for help, and they're telling me to deal with them. How I know how to deal with them? So apparently, I have some subconscious understanding of what I need to do. So I take care of these guys. And then angels show up. And I mean, these are these tall figures with wings, you know, the, you know, the golden aura and everything. And they're like these beautiful creatures and they show up. And so it's like, okay, I believe in angels and I believe in demons. And I've dealt with, I've, I've, I've dealt with or worked with uh, both off and on for a long time. And um, when this happened, I wasn't the only one that saw this stuff happen. Um, so it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm having this weird thing happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm immediately jumping, jumping into it's demons. Cause I, I do hear that and see that in a lot of cases. I think demons are very, I think demons are, are fairly rare. And I think there are a lot of, um, people that were uncool while they were here and they were mean and nasty and they, they, uh, they die and they hang out and they still want to be mean and nasty.
1: Let me ask you, in your, opinion, in, in your opinion, why do ghosts hang around graveyards? Why do people keep flocking to graveyards? You know, like, that's the last place I'd want to hang out if I was a ghost <laughs> or a spirit.
0: <laughs> For sure. You know, send me to the uh, local bar. Yeah, Exactly. Well, actually, a bar is a is probably a place where you don't want to hang out unless you're an alcoholic or something, because that's where that's where people get attachments. Really. In places where they are, they're they're doing um they're doing these habits mm-hmm. or things that um, a spirit might miss or might want to live vicariously through you. So going to the gra- graveyard thing, um. I like going to graveyards because they're one of the most peaceful places around. Uh, they're, they're, are often very few living people around and it's a, like a nice place to hang out and meditate and just, um, kind of commune. And I feel like it's, it's their holy ground. Yeah. Um, in in my opinion, mm-hmm. I know there's a difference between a graveyard and a cemetery, and one is belongs to a church. And but I feel like they're holy ground and they're they're a sacred place. And I I just feel really comfortable in them. So I go to I go to graveyards and I I love looking at the tombstones and all of that stuff. And I'll talk to spirits while I'm there. But I think spirits will show up wherever I go.
1: I think so that's because get a
0: Walmart. And-
1: <laughs> well, Walmart's a whole new story for another show that we'll have to do one day. But <laughs> But you know, yeah. I I think uh, uh, one of the reasons why spirits talk to you is that you seem to be a real level-headed person who respects them.
0: Oh, I I I I think so. I mean, that's part of my my casual thing. Yeah. I'm, I am. This is this is what you see is what you get. You know, I'm I'm very transparent mm-hmm. and I'm going to be very straightforward and really, you know, the the mean nasty spirits that are still hanging around and making people think they're demons, I still want them to move on and move on to the next place. They can drop that facade, you know? Like, I I really want the best for for everybody.
1: Listen, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, What are your final thoughts, and what would you like to share with the Exo Nation tonight?
0: Um, You know what? I'm really proud of my YouTube channel, Casual Psychic, and I'm, like, really working hard on that. I Mm -hmm. love doing it. And I think it's really informative with kind of showing what it's like. Um, I show my insecurities on there when I'm talking to spirits and I I'll show when I'm wrong and, and stuff like that. And so I, you know, definitely go check that out. And if you want to book a session with me or connect with me another way, you can find me through casualpsychic.com that I think directs to my other website. That's just my name. But casual psychic is something people can figure out how to spell. So
1: that's great. Yeah, um,
0: come check me out. <laughs> uh,
1: um, got about uh, Craig is telling me sixty-five seconds. Okay, so how do you celebrate Halloween?
0: Um, you know what I, 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 I embrace the whole thing. I mean, I love Halloween. <laughs> uh, but this year, yeah, it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be a weird one. I think we're going to. I think we're going to turn off our lights and just kind of watch spooky movies and eat popcorn or something like that and uh not hand out candy or anything yeah. cuz I don't I don't want to I don't want to encourage people to go out cuz I'm afraid that it's still we're still pretty uh pretty deep in this COVID thing.
1: I do too. I think so, that this is the calm before the storm. Brett, I want to thank uh, you ever so much for joining us. Thank you and we'll have to have you back on in the future. And Exonation, if you'd like. Pardon?
0: I'd love that. Thank you.
1: All right. And uh, Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about Brett, visit his website, casualpsychic.com, and visit his YouTube channel. Just uh, type in at YouTube, Casual Psychic. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exone from our broadcast center and studios. In Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Speaking about TV channels, visit the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Uh, let me see. In August, it was reported 43,286,000 viewers. That's not a bad view, is it, guys? We've got movies, we've got interviews, we've got documentaries, we've got a whole lot more. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, don't go away.